Are the Lakers on the verge of announcing a big trade? We've got a lot to cover here today. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad, who has been in mourning all day after the very, very tough uh, loss against the Boston Celtics the other night. Obviously, I know my Laker fam uh, felt felt the pain. It was definitely a tough one. We're going to talk a little bit about the game, but Dad, first, big news here is... Uh, you know, the Lakers may very well be announcing a big trade. Obviously, tomorrow is the start, kind of the unofficial start of the trade season. Yeah, Hannah, uh, I think Laker fans have been waiting for December 15 for a long time. Now, what does December 15 mean? That is the first day the teams are able to trade the players that they signed last summer. And that's significant for the Lakers since they practically signed everybody last summer. So, for example, if they wanted to sign, to trade like Be- Patrick Beverly or Damian Jones or guys like that, they had to wait to tomorrow. Now, Laker fans, of course, have been begging the Lakers to make a trade since the offseason. They didn't really do it. Then they wanted it at the start of the season, the end of the preseason. It didn't happen then. Then the word came out that, no, Rob Palenka wants to wait till Thanksgiving to see how the team comes together. You know, uh, we've passed that now. So December 15 is the next milestone. That is tomorrow, Hannah. And a lot of people think that the Lakers may already have a deal in the works ready to announce, but they're going to wait till tomorrow because, of course, that's the first day they can really announce it. Uh, Dad, and you know, the latest report here, I don't even think you've seen it. You may be excited about this one. Reportedly, uh, the Lakers have asked the Wizards about a trade involving Kyle Kuzma. Well, Hannah, uh, I've made no secret over the years of my affection for Kyle Kuzma. And honestly, you know, putting my personal feelings aside, he is the kind of guy exactly that the Lakers need right now. They need a tall wing player who can guard Jason Tatum, you know, because there was nobody on this team. They, they trying to have 6'1", 6'2", guards, you know, trying to defend Jason Tatum, which is ridiculous. So they need a Kuzma who's 6'9". He can shoot the ball. He can score at the rim. He can defend. You know, I don't know if Kuz would be crazy to come, would, would be crazy about coming back and playing with AD and LeBron again. I mean, I'm not sure, but he is the kind of player that they really need. Yeah, and you know, also, you know, rumors have just really been swirling around Kuz the last week or so, saying that reportedly he wants out of Washington, he wants to get a big contract next year, unless, of course, it's with a, you know, contending team, then, of course, he'd reconsider it. We all know that Kuz absolutely loved being a Laker. He's definitely not been shy about that. And, you know, Kuz is having the best year of his NBA career so far, Dad. He's been averaging 21.3 points, 7.7 rebounds, 3.6 assists in 35 minutes uh, so far this season. And like you said, Dad, he would be the perfect addition to this team because Lakers could really use his size, like you said, especially, uh, you know, on the defensive end, which is something that they've, you know, definitely struggled with because, of course, this Lakers team is is so small. So that's going to be very interesting to uh, see. I mean, it would be crazy if the Lakers bring back Kyle Kuzma. I would be all for it. I know my Laker fam listening, uh, they know that we're we're huge Kuz fans. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens with that. But, Dad, you know, obviously I think the biggest question mark, you know, you mentioned what's going to happen with, you know, maybe potentially Patrick Beverly and, you know, Dennis Schroeder and Damian Jones and some of these other guys Lakers have signed. But we all know all eyes are on one player, really, and that's uh, Mr. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Hannah. I mean, if ever there was a guy who really uh, has been been embroiled in trade rumors for a year now. 
Uh, it was a miracle that he survived the summer. Uh, it was a miracle that he survived the start of the season. He then went to the bench. I mean, honestly, Hannah, it's hard to fault uh, Russell Westbrook. He's certainly not the reason the Lakers are in this position. He's played well off the bench. The problem with Russell Westbrook is it's like feast or famine with him. He either makes a fantastic play or he makes a bonehead play. And unfortunately, and we should talk about this in relation to both the 76ers game and the Celtics game the other night, the Lakers are at their worst at the end of games. They just can't close. And that's kind of when Russell Westbrook and LeBron James are sort of at their worst, or at least that's what it appears like. So, you know, yeah, it could be Russ. I mean, he he's certainly not the reason they're in this position right now. But on the other hand, you know, he's an attractive trade piece. He's on an expiring contract. We'll just have to see. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously Russ has definitely kind of had a little bit of an up and down season. Although I will say, you know, lately I've I've had, I don't want to say fun watching him because like you said, he does do a lot of bonehead plays, but I think he has been much, much better lately, you know, coming off the bench. I think he's really kind of uh, adapted to that role and embraced that role, which I'm pleasantly surprised about because I just thought that there was just no way in the world he was ever going to embrace kind of being the Lakers sixth man, but he has. And I think he's done so in part because he's seen how much better he's played and how much better the team has played with him coming off the bench. Now, Dad, you know, it's interesting because right now I'm looking at some some odds, you know, oddschecker.com. Uh, which is the big, you know, sports book odds. They released uh, their kind of, I don't really know a lot about this this betting, to be honest with you, but they released that the New York Knicks are the heavy favorites to trade for Russell Westbrook, uh, then followed by the Indiana Pacers and uh, the Utah Jazz. But reportedly, um, the Knicks, if this was to be, you know, a trade, then the Lakers can trade Westbrook to the Knicks for Evan Fournier, uh, Cam Reddish, and uh, Derek Rose. What would you think about that trade? Uh, I'm not very bullish on that. I, I wouldn't do that trade. Uh, Evan Fournier is not even starting for the Knicks right now. He's had a very poor season. Cam Reddish has been, you know, he was very heralded coming out of uh, school, but he's been a disaster as a pro. He's bounced around. He's not even starting for the Knicks. I don't know why the Lakers are reportedly so high on him. He doesn't seem to check any of the boxes. I mean, I guess he's got some length and that's good. You know, and uh, I, I just I just don't really see that package as moving the needle. If we're going to trade Russell Westbrook, you know, and especially if we're going to include a first round draft pick in that, they got to get something a lot better than that. A lot, in my opinion. I think that would be a disaster if that happened. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think another thing that I'm as I'm, you know, looking at this right now, apparently the Miami Heat are also a potential destination. But a lot of rumors as well that the Lakers could be looking to to move Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn. Now, obviously, Kendrick Nunn has been pretty much a disaster for us this season, doesn't even play really anymore. And Patrick Beverly, I think, has been pretty much a bust as well. So obviously, that would kind of be two guys who could be trade pieces for a smaller deal. Um, or they could, of course, package them with Westbrook and, you know, maybe get some bigger players. But, you know, very, very interesting to see, you know, how the Lakers are going to, what they're going to do. Because obviously tomorrow's kind of the start of if the Lakers are going to make a trade. It's probably going to happen, you know, relatively soon, to be honest with you. Um, part of me feels like this team has been exceeding my expectations but the other part of me definitely still sees the flaws and the holes in this roster that I would try to like to improve on. Although I don't know necessarily if there are really any players that I think are going to drastically, you know, improve this team. Yeah, look, 
I actually think the Lakers are a pretty good team. They're much better than I expected, you know, and I enjoy watching them. They're pretty entertaining. You know, that doesn't mean they don't have some flaws and they, you know, again, their their problem is they need a, a, a guy with size on the wing. They probably need a more serviceable backup center, you know, so there are some needs, but at the same time, Russell Westbrook is an integral part of this team. He is very important to this team right now. To the extent they play well, he's an important part of that. If they dump him for something other than a really, really good package, they're going to go straight down the tubes, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's why I, I'm really nervous. I mean, Dad, we can talk about, you know, the other the game the other night, the loss against the Boston Celtics. Obviously very frustrating, very similar to that loss against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, we'll talk about that game, but you know, first I do want to say this Lakers team, like I said, has been exceeding my expectations in that they've proven that they can really beat any team in the NBA. I mean, we saw that in their win against the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee, you know, because that was a game where the Bucks' best players were playing at their highest level, and our players were playing at our highest level, and it was a battle. But the Lakers came out on top, and that's what makes the loss the other night against the Boston Celtics, you know, so frustrating. You know, an overtime loss. The Lakers were trailing eighty-one to sixty-one in the third quarter, but then they went on a forty-five and twelve run. They took a thirteen-point lead, and then they just, you know, collapsed. Uh, they let the Celtics go on a seventeen to four run to tie it, went into overtime, and then. Just the Lakers completely ran out of gas, completely just went away from everything that was working for them. Then they ended up uh, losing, of course, uh, 122-118. Very, very similar to the loss in the other night against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, Hannah, this season has been a disaster. Not so much because the team isn't good. I actually think the team is pretty good. The problem is they have lost a half dozen games that they should have won. And most of those games they lost in in soul-crushing fashion. The Indiana Pacers game a few games back where they, they were ahead by two points with a few seconds to go and some guy you've never heard of hits a three-point shot to win at the buzzer. The 76ers game, which again, all Anthony Davis has to do is make one free throw at the end of the game and they win and it doesn't even go into overtime. And then the Celtics, I mean, that that was just... I mean, there's no words for Laker fans after that Celtic defeat because for the odds of Anthony Davis missing, who's a really good free throw shooter, missing both free throws in that situation, he makes one of those free throws, the game is over. So honestly, Hannah, I'm really worried about the Lakers' psyche. And by by the way, there were games earlier in the season, one against the Portland Trailblazers, I think we lost by a couple of points, one against the, the Sacramento Kings, which we should have won. The Lakers have just... You know, they've lost every game this year, every single one that they should have won. And and that's got to play on your psyche after a while. I don't know. After the Celtics game, I don't know. I don't know what the, psych, the Lakers psyche is going to be. I'm, I'm this next game against uh, against the Nuggets. You know, I'm afraid they're going to come out and just give up. I, I'm really worried about what's going to happen in that game. See, I think the opposite. I, I, th- I don't think they're going to come out and give up. I think they're going to come out. I mean, maybe I'm just being overly uh, positive, but I think they're going to come out and dominate. I think they are very frustrated uh, by, obviously, that Philly loss and that Celtics loss. You know, AD was, you know, practically inconsolable after the game, and that sucks because he had a really, really good game. You know, 37 points, 12 rebounds, uh, three assists, a block, a steal, but... He is, I hate to say it, the reason that we, you know, lost that game is because he missed those two free throws. And again, in that Philly loss, if he would have just made them, we would have, his free throws as well, again, we would have won that game too. So it's hard when, you know, your star player has such a, a great game and is the reason that you're in the position to win. But then when it comes down to it is the reason that you actually lose. So 
I don't think the Lakers have given up. I think they want to come out and I think personally they're going to use this loss against the Celtics to really come out and dominate against the Nuggets. I mean, obviously going to be a really, really tough matchup. But like I said earlier, this Lakers team has proven that they can beat really any team this league. Yeah, no, I agree with that, Hannah. And I'm hoping that you're right. Believe me, I hope you're right. It's just... When, when the losses pile up, the heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, last-second losses pile up like they have at this point in the season, and you just keep going through the same thing every single time where you should win the game, and then you just collapse the last few minutes of the game, at some point, it's got to psych the team out. I, I hope we're not there yet. I hope you're right, but I'm worried about that Nuggets game. Yes, I think the Lakers can compete. As mismatched as their roster is, and with all the flaws— they're playing pretty darn well. They just don't play well in the last few minutes of the game. You know, they they stop, they go, you know, the coaching is suspect, who's on the floor is suspect, but mostly who's suspect I think is LeBron James because he somehow decides to take it on himself at the end of every game to take these, you know, horrible shots, you know, and, and when Westbrook's in there, Westbrook doesn't always close every game, but as brilliant as he can be during the course of the game, he tends to make bad decisions at the end of the game. And they go away from everything. In fact, they kind of play a two- or three-man game. The other, Whoever else is on the court, whether it's Austin Reeves or Troy Brown or Lonnie Walker, they're sort of an afterthought because nobody's passing them the ball. You know, LeBron and AD, and if Russ is on the, on the court, he too. They just kind of go into a two- or three-man game, and they ignore the other guys, and they try to do it all by themselves. It's, it's just, you know, the coach doesn't seem to be able to stop them, and it's just clearly not productive. I mean, how many times can you lose because of that? No, and obviously I know Laker fam is just as frustrated as you are. We've talked a lot about that. It's hard because, you know, LeBron is one of the best players in the NBA, probably going to go down as the best player in the NBA, uh, is a main reason why we are in the position to win certain games. But then when it does come down to it, he decides to try to go one on five and it just it barely ever, ever works. And it's just so frustrating because we all know this Lakers team is their best when we, you know, go through AD and we use AD as our focal point of offense. And then also when we're passing the ball and we're getting other guys involved, you know, we've had a lot of guys consistently prove that they're able to knock down shots. You know, Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves has hit some huge shots for us this season. You know, Troy Brown Jr. is able to, to knock some down. So Lakers have other options and we just have to, you know, remember that. That we've got to be able to get everyone involved because that's that gives us the the best chance at winning these games. So I don't want to kind of go in and bash LeBron more because we've already kind of talked to did a whole show on you know why we think LeBron may be hurting the Lakers. So Laker fam, if you want to hear more about that, you can go watch that. That's uh, two episodes ago, but. I, I think that's going to be it for today's show, Dad. Obviously, heartbreaking loss the other night against the Boston Celtics, but I'm going to try to remain positive and look forward to the uh, the Nuggets game on Friday. And, of course, huge, huge uh, news could be made as uh, the trade start of the trade season is, of course, tomorrow, December 15th. Laker fam, I want to hear from you. Do you think the Lakers are going to make a trade? Would you like to see Kyle Kuzma back in the purple and gold? Let me know. You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. And, of course, you can also always message me on Instagram. My Instagram's at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.